Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force from Kenner. The biggest, most realistic force in the universe. Only the power of the Force brings you the biggest heroes and villains straight from the movies and the largest fleet of full-scale vehicles ever. We bring you the real movie detail of the Rebel Snowspeeder, the blazing light of the Luke Skywalker lightsaber, and the big movie sounds of the X-Wing. When it comes to big size, big detail, and big movie sounds, now you're playing with the power. Star Wars, power of the Force. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries not included, only from Kenner. Is it possible to learn this power? No, 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 no! Okay, hello, Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 56 of Blast Points. So we got, we got a bunch of stuff to go over. Later we're going to be talking about the um, the big size, blazing, power of the force action figure commercials from the 90s. Yeah, which is kind of, this will be our first like part two episode, I think, where we're continuing a previous episode of with the commercials, because the commercials will never stop ever. Yeah, we're keeping it going. Episode 2 of Action Figure Commercials. But first, there's news, because there's always news. And if you can believe it, there's even more Rogue One stuff to talk about. So, this is actually... This kind of came out from around kind of right after Rogue One came out, right? But I think we were too shocked and blown away by it to even form words to describe it. Yeah, I think it was the combination between being numb from Rogue One and then the fact that this on its own would probably put us in the hospital so (laughs) our bodies couldn't handle the two together. It's from China. It's a music video of Donnie Yen. Yeah, it's a music video from Jam Sao. And it's the Chinese, Rogue One Chinese theme song. It has Donnie Yen in the video playing piano, and I haven't been able to figure out he might really be playing piano on the song, because I think Donnie Yen does play piano. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think there's anything Donnie Yen can't do. No, I don't think so. He can do the Jedi super jumps. 
You can probably break dance. All the stuff from All Jedi that. Power Battles. But the music video, so like Donnie Yen is like playing piano and it's like a blown out like warehouse. Yeah. It's very Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. A Star Wars abandoned warehouse with Donnie Yen in a suit. And the other guy is just like wandering around singing, intercut with clips from Rogue One. But the guy singing kind of looks a little bit like Neo from Matrix, maybe, with his long coat. So it's a kind of a nice Star Wars Matrix mix up, maybe. <laughs> Finally. But maybe we'll get another one since it sounds like Rogue One didn't like set China on fire like they hoped. So maybe another uh, music video is the trick. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe they'll have like K2SO and BB-8 team up. I think it's time for Baze to do a music video too. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I want him to sing. He can have a guitar that shoots lasers with a backpack. All right. Right. Little sister. How many do we need? <laughs> it's from the, the Bay's album, He is the Face of a Friend. Yeah. I think you could write a good song of just all the Bay's lines. <laughs> Yeah, get ready for uh, next week when we <laughs> sing the the bays. It's a new ace of bays. All right, how many do I need? So speaking of sweet sounds, there was a article on the sound in Rogue One, right? YahooMovies.com or Yahoo's movie news page, whatever, has had some good interviews over the last couple weeks with Rogue One, and they had a cool one with. Um, the two sound guys now, now that it seems like Ben Burtt's, I guess, according to this article, still at uh, Skywalker Sound, but not working on the Star Wars movies. So there's Matt Wood, who we all know from the prequels and Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, but then there's also the other guy, Christopher Scarabosio. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Who's the other kind of apprentice of uh, Ben Burtt, who, who did all the uh, sound effects for Rogue One. Uh, it's a cool article, but pretty much the, the coolest thing is uh, similar to the video clips of Red Leader and Gold Leader, where they went back to the original footage from New Hope and found the uh, unused takes of those guys. They actually did that with uh, Carrie Fisher's dialogue to get the hope line for the end of the movie. I think the funny thing is uh, the tape recorder they used back then, they don't even have anymore. So it sounds like they had to take like the, the heads that read the tape off of that and put it on some other machine so they could digitize the uh, audio. What? I wonder like with Ben Burt, he's still working at Skywalker Sound, but not on the Star Wars movies. I wonder what he's what is he what is he even up to? What's he doing around there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm always thinking about Ben Burt. <laughs> this is the projector motor hum. And then this is the, the sound of the picture tube. Okay. The blend of those two is... is the basic bed that's under every lightsaber. Because <laughs> it's weird. Of, of all the... Uh, I guess, you know, John Williams is still in the picture, and even though George Lucas isn't working on the movies, people are always still, oh, what did George Lucas think of the movie? Or George Lucas 
you know, shows up, but Ben Burtt's kind of just disappeared, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, made me feel like he retired, but he's just, I don't know, hmm. keeping it, taking, keeping it low key. I think one other thing that's funny too, is they say when they listen to those takes, it was one of the, it was, it came from the hologram scene, which is kind of a awkward and goofy thing, I think for her to say. So they said there's a lot of bloopers and takes of her messing up and <laughs> saying she's sorry over and over again. Oh man. Wow. That would be great to hear. So yeah, maybe the Rogue One Blu-ray is now that they have uh, they digitized all that stuff. Same with it would be pretty cool with the uh, uh, X-wing pilot shots too. That since they actually had to capture all that stuff to go through it, that there's you know maybe that'll end up on a Blu-ray someday. So there was a little bit of Han news that wasn't really news, but still Han Solo movie stuff. Han Solo. 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 So Woody Harrelson is confirmed as Han Solo's mentor. That's going to be... I think it can be cool. Yeah, some people don't like the casting. There was a little bit of backlash of casting a Woody Harrelson, but I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, what what were people not liking? Just that it's Woody Harrelson? I guess, yeah. Well, and then he did an interview, too, where he was saying how he was a little bit of a criminal also. Yeah, you know, I'm a... Uh, uh, I'm, a I'm a mentor to Han, but I'm also uh, a bit of a criminal. Okay. I don't think I should say much more than that because yeah. the force is not allowing me. Um, interesting, though, in the um, casting confirmation, the article on StarWars.com just listed 2018 release date for the Han Solo movie. No firm date or month or anything. It'll end up in the. It'll probably end up in Christmas again. Yeah. So there was a whole lot of episode eight stuff. Get beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. It's crazy to think that we're in 2017 now, and there's only a couple more months before the Blu-ray is going to come out, and then episode eight stuff is going to go nuts. Yeah, I think as soon as we get to Celebration, it's going to be non-stop episode eight madness. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Johnson was uh, was finally talking about it, and he was talking to all kinds of different news stuff about it, but he, he had some uh, some chunky bits, some good quotes here. So he was talking about the whole thing of Episode 8, and he said, I want it to be a blast and to be funny and to be a ride the way The Force Awakens and the original Star Wars movies were. Kind of goes against people saying, um, oh, it's going to be so dark. It's going to be the darkest. He kept going, saying how Ray and Luke relate to each other is a key relationship in Episode Eight, And Johnson says it is a large part of the movie that will be spent addressing why Luke is there and what he'll do next. Like Luke, Ray has been pulled into a bigger world connecting with the Force. But part of what she's dealing with is the realization that she has this power and this gift. She's taken her first step to coming to terms with this thing inside her that she never knew was there and is just starting to reveal its potential. The 
the relationship between Luke and Ray, both of them not knowing what's going to happen, also having a lot of expectations in Ray's head, how this is going to go. It feels like what we all go through in adolescence, the dawning of this new chapter in our lives. What's going on with Luke Skywalker is the essential question at the heart of the film. He's approaching it with a take a he hopes he feels honest and is real and is going to be interesting for folks and make sense. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I would hope what everybody wants, too. I mean, since Force Awakens was such a tease to just figure out where's Luke and what's Luke up to. Getting mm-hmm. that, plus everybody loves Ray. He went on talking about uh, Finn and Poe and everybody uh, saying he wanted to know more about them. And that just doesn't mean information or backstory. Figure out what's the most difficult thing each of them could be challenged with now. Let's throw that at them and dig into what really makes them tick by seeing how they handle it. I'm just excited to see all those characters again. Get crazy with it all. It's exciting to get really the first movie with those characters without having to spend time introducing those characters. I think I'm you know, almost most excited about Poe because Poe seemed to really have, he had the least to do in Force Awakens. So it's kind of exciting to think of getting kind of some meat for him to chew into. Some space meat. Uh, he also says that Episode Eight uh, has a title and it was in the very first draft that he wrote. So that's good to know. I'm glad that the title has been the title from day one. Do you think we'll, do you think we won't get a title until April with celebration or do you think they'll leak it out before that? I guess I could see them teasing the title before celebration because we'll probably get a trailer at celebration and they always there's only been two movies now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised February, March or something. So yeah speaking of celebration What's up? We got tickets for the Galactic Nights thing at Disney World during the the Friday night of celebration. So Blast Points will be represented in Disney World on Friday night. We'll be there somewhere checking out Star Wars food, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing that that sold us. We're like, it looks kind of cool. Wait, Star Wars food? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. There's going to be parades. There's going to be fireworks. There's some kind of Yavin-based thing with, like, people dancing in it. A possibly an actor or actress from the film. <laughs> right? Well, this is going to be the Stars and Cars parade of people going by. Star Wars people in cars going by. I, I hope they have, like, a convertible Cadillac with Borg Gullet in the back. <laughs> Borg Gullet! Just strobe lights. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Is it really you? <laughs> He's just high-fiving people with his tentacles as they drive by. <laughs> sucking out your brains. Yeah, sucking out your memories. Yeah. Um, if it happens, we'll be there. Hopefully, uh, you can get your picture taken with Saw Gerrera. Oh, we can dream. Maybe they'll sell, like, uh, little uh, oxygen masks <laughs> that you can hook up to st- different places around the park. 
and get different gases. The pilot, the message. I don't know, if you're going to the uh, Galactic Nights, um, shoot us a message, let us know. Blast Points in Disney World. Hopefully we'll be recording stuff while we're there, too. If we're still breathing. <laughs> yeah. We'll try to. Yeah, we could have a, a Live from Disney World episode in Blast Points future. We'll see. Yeah, or there'll be a Live from a hospital in Orlando episode. <laughs> <laughs> or Live from prison, you know, that <laughs> could be, too. Yeah. We'll see. I am C-3PO, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Welcome to the Star Tours Tomorrowland Spaceport. Attention, please. Star Tours Flight 1119, non-stop service to Endor, is now ready for boarding at gate number one. The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Darth Vader leads an evil empire towards universal domination. Join a brave rebellion with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi. Can you stop the empire? Star Wars Power of the Force Collection from Kenner. It's a game, Power of the Force figures. 1995. That was a wild time. <laughs> for, for people of a certain generation, it was crazy because just the idea that there were new Star Wars figures out made us go insane yeah because that did we even we didn't even know the special editions were going to come out at that point right i th- I think so but i think at that time it was just a star wars special edition They're like it was only going to be the first one but that was still two years away it was a very right. long time away it was like we maybe heard that it was coming but yeah two years away that was that's forever Especially without the internet, right? It was like, yeah, whatever, maybe Star Wars is coming. But yeah, there were new toys. And without the internet, too, like, you didn't know really when and where they were going to be out, if they were going to be around. No. Because we, we, everyone felt like, well, this is it. They're <laughs> going to be out, and then they're gone. Yeah. And when they'll never be Star Wars toys again. <laughs> you better get them now. And we we had no idea how many were in a batch. You didn't know. You just show up at a store, and you're like, oh, my God. There's a C-3PO. I have to buy yeah. it. And I don't think we were even really sure at first, too, like how many were even in the like in the wave. Like, oh, I think someone saw a Stormtrooper. Oh, I saw Vader. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you would be like at Denny's, and there'd be a kid there who said, yeah, he had a Stormtrooper. And you'd be like, you're lying. There's no Stormtrooper out. And he'd be like, I have it. And it's not yeah. with me at Denny's, but I have it. And then you'd leave that- Denny's, get in the car, and go to Meyer, which was open 24 hours, with the idea that maybe you'll find a stormtrooper. Yeah, it was the dark times. <laughs> and the figures, looking back, kind of sucked. And I think at the time, we knew they kind of sucked. But, I mean, they didn't really. Wasn't they were bad? They just they were like He-Man figures, right? It, they were the big muscle ones. It's all you could get, and it was good enough. But yeah, it was new Star Wars figures. That's fine. They have muscles. That's okay. And twelve inches. Don't there were twelve inches too? Which oh, I think that was like a moment of sweating in the toy aisle, where the figures were great enough. But then you look down and you're like, oh my god, there's twelve inches too. Yeah, and that's before Hot Toys, before Sideshow. The 12 inches, yeah, that's hot stuff. And I was kind of bummed when we went going back and rewatching the 90s commercials that I don't 
think I saw any commercials for the 12 inches. No. They just kind of showed up in the stores. Yeah, they weren't really advertising them, but they were awesome. I still have all my 90s 12 inches. And I, other than the Vader with the teeny tiny head, I think they're all pretty good. <laughs> I just remember, I remember one time I was walking out of school and you, I was walking to get to the college we went to. Um, when you were leaving, you had to go up this street that was like uphill. And to get there, of course, you had to go downhill. And I was starting to go uphill and I saw you coming downhill. And that day you had found the 12 inch Obi-Wan. And you were walking down the street holding it above your head. <laughs> and I remember I took off running, being like, no, you found everyone. I'd let people know what's up. <laughs> the new king has arrived. But we would drive around on our lunch breaks from college. We had like, what, an hour for lunch? Yeah, at most, 45 minutes, yeah, an hour, yeah. <laughs> we would hit every single store in the Grand Rapids area. That had Star Wars action figures just making the rounds. Yeah, which I think ended up being, we were lucky enough that there were like three Meyer, I think. And we yeah. would just try to hit all the Meyers. And then occasionally we, when we were desperate, we'd go to the comic shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a very dark moment at the comic shop in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was, for some reason, I was so desperate for a Lando figure. I don't even know why. But I had because to ha- at the time, everyone thought Lando was only in that one wave, and then that was it. Because like, I think at that point, when the second wave of figures came out, they weren't necessarily releasing the first wave. Yeah. So it's like people were like, Lando's out. I've seen him, but we're never going to see him again. Because yeah. <laughs> he'd been out for a few weeks, maybe even a month or something at that point. And it was like, man, because we never saw Lando at the store. Never. And we were going every day at lunch. Yeah, every single day. And then you saw Lando in the comic shop. Hello, what have we here? How much was Lando? It's thirty bucks <laughs> in in nineteen ninety four money. Yeah, college student money, whenever that was. Yeah, nine, ninety five. College money, which thirty bucks is a lot. Yeah. Well, I bought. Don't forget too. I bought Lando and a um, a biker scout on a speeder bike together. I think my yeah. grand total was eighty, if I remember You're right. Pro- it probably was. And I, I think it wasn't it was a speeder bike in the it had like the French packaging. Yeah, it has a French speeder bike. One. Yeah, I no idea why. I think I had to give up eating for the rest of that week. And it was a crazy time. The the power of the force figures were the first times where Walrus Man suddenly was known as like Pondo Baba and Hammerhead was Mamau Nadan. Yeah, that's true. You're right. It was the, it was our first time where they they didn't have the the goofy ILM names anymore. It's crazy to think back because I didn't even think about this either. That like those were some of the first figures like Luke and Yoda in the Dagobah outfit with the backpack. Like we didn't have that ever before. And I think the Boba Fett that came out was the Return of the Jedi paint job, not the Empire paint job that was in the original Boba Fett. So it was exciting stuff. Also exciting are the commercials from the 90s for the action figure line. And we watched all of them, at least all of them that we could find. Yeah, there maybe there's some more we couldn't find. It was the funny thing to me is, well, two things. One is they're cool and they get they can get crazy, but they're pretty tame compared to the, the 70s and 80s one. And it's funny on YouTube that the, the quality 
of the video is way worse than the quality of the some of the 70s and 80s commercials <laughs> yeah there's like, this... no one has like the master tape that they that they've uh, ripped to the internet it's like people's vhs copies of copies of copies <laughs> yeah they're not really treated as uh historical important artifacts like the 70s 80s ones are no nobody really cares about the commercials for the power of the force which is a shame because there are some real weird gems in these and it is a for historical purposes a pretty important time in star wars fandom oh absolutely it was like the return it's the return of the jedi that was star wars toys <laughs> or the revenge of the sith of the star wars toys because at that point it's like oh there's only five i'm gonna buy all of them <laughs> no there's only 10 more okay i'll buy all of them the sith rely on their passion for their strength they think inwards only about themselves and the jedi don't so with the power of the force commercials what was one that uh, jumped out at you right away? I think the, the first one that jumped out was the was the mail away for the Han and the Stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Out of Star Wars and into your hand. It's an exclusive Kenner action figure. Han Solo disguised as a Stormtrooper. Free with two proofs from Kellogg's Fruit Loop cereal. May the Force be with you. More so because of the fact that I actually never, for whatever reason, mailed away and got him. So eventually, at the time, because I didn't know that they would ever re-release him on a card which i think he came out either on a card or in a two-pack or something is i got two of the luke's that they did have and i cut luke's head off and i cut a han of the regular storm regular han off and i glued it on so i could have han and luke without having to do the mail away (laughs) i i don't know if you remember this but i did the mail away and i was so impatient waiting for it and i called at the time the star wars fan club had a 1-800 number called 1-800-TRUE-FAN which sometimes I would just call, maybe just wanted to talk to somebody, you know, but who are these people when you call 1-800-TRUE-FAN? I would think they're true fans, right? <laughs> they were always, they were they were generally always nice to me, probably except for when I called asking where my Han as a Stormtrooper figure was from two proofs of purchase from Fruit Loops. Because I was, a long time. Yeah, I was like... I sent in my proofs of purchase months ago, and I'm wondering where my Han as a Stormtrooper free action figure is. And their basic response, I remember, was, yeah, you just you just got to wait. Just be patient. You'll get it eventually. But it's Han and Stormtrooper. I, I think we've said this before. That's something that's missing in Star Wars action figures today, that growing up, in the, especially in the 80s, the mail-away figures were the most exciting things that ever happened to us. And all the way up to, because um, watching these, they did Mace for Phantom Menace. Yeah. And I think, was that the last one? Because there wasn't a, was there a mail-away for Attack of the Clones? There weren't mail-aways for Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, but there were the sneak preview figures. Yeah, that's true. Which isn't the same thing, but kind of the same thing, I guess. Well, it's just, it was so cool to get something early in a way, and the fact that it was free and kind of like rewarded you for buying Tons of other figures. Or Fruit Loops. Like, or Fruit Loops or something, yeah. The next one I wrote down, of course, is the Shadows of the Empire toy commercial. Prepare yourself for Star Wars. Shadows of the Empire. The cruel crime lord Shizor directs the carbonite capture of Han Solo and his imprisonment aboard bounty hunter Boba Fett's battle-ready Slave One. 
Now, Luke Skywalker goes undercover with Soldier of Fortune Dash Rendar as he rips through space in his battle transforming outright. But can they stop Slave One in time? It's the ultimate ships for the ultimate battle. Dare to enter the shadow Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire. Because in vehicles, each sold separately from Kenner. Just because you got a CG... Really crude computer graphics of uh, Prince Gizor with lasers coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Bunch of ships, and you're like, oh, this looks like Return of the Jedi. And then Skeezor's head shows up. Sleazy Skeezor. Yeah, Sleezor. (laughs) But overall, in some of those ones, the thing, at least those early ones, it's funny because when they show the kids, you can tell the kids are yelling and they're like really into it, but they don't have any audio for the kids yelling. It's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, they're just. Screaming, silently screaming. Yeah, like they're trapped in the commercial. <laughs> Help me! They're in the forbidden zone. Yeah. Floating through the glass. Guilty. 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 So I wrote down, um, I think this, this commercial really sums up all the power of the Force. The Han Solo Smuggler Flight Pack. And Stormtrooper Deluxe backpack crowd control with the grabber claw. Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force from Canada. The only universe with Deluxe crowd control Stormtroopers with thruster pack and capture claw. Han Solo geared up with smuggler flight pack. And Luke Skywalker with big battle action desert skiff. Yeah, I had that one on there too because that's pretty much the dawn of the ridiculous accessories that are still around today where I have General Hux with a jet pack. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of Force Awakens when he flies away with the jet pack at the end. <laughs> and um, you got, I like that Luke just comes with like a space jet ski or something. But you know what's absolutely perfect with that is that's the Luke that looks like He-Man anyway, and that skiff looks like He-Man's skiff he flies on. True. So it's kind of fitting. Well, and we should take a time out, too, to, to really talk about the announcer in all these commercials. Because I I don't know who he is. He might be Q from Star Trek. He might be John Delancey. He kind of sounds like Q. I'm not sure. But well, half of them have Mark Hamill, don't they? What? What? I think the ones, the like really energetic ones, I think it's Mark Hamill. The big size, big detail, big sound. I think that's Mark Hamill. Man. Listen to him again. I'm pretty sure that the, the real Carnival Show version one is Mark Hamill. And only Kenner brings you the full force and big detail of the Rebel Snowspeeder with blazing laser lights and big movie sounds. Now you're playing with the power. Star Wars, power of the force. Figures come with vehicles. No speeders sold separately. Batteries not included. From Kenner. The two words he says the most are blaze. Blaze across Tatooine with power FX R2-D2. Control his secret mission along with his droid lights and sounds. And big. Everything is big. Big and flashing. Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the force. From Kenner. The biggest, most realistic force in the universe. Only the power of the force brings you the largest fleet of full-scale vehicles straight from the movies. Like Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Blazing laser lights and sounds of the Rebel Snowspeeder, and more of the biggest Star Wars heroes and villains, like new Han Solo, Lando in disguise, and the evil Emperor. When it comes to big size, big movie sounds, and big detail, now you're playing with the power. Star Wars, the power of the Force. Figures and vehicles, each little temper, batteries not included. From Kenner. I wrote that down too in big letters. Blaze. Because <laughs> it's the 90s. It's all about blazing. As a rebel pilot, climb aboard your sleek A-wing fighter and blaze into battle against Darth Vader and his terrifying TIE fighter. Yeah, there's definitely the, some 90s extreme in those commercials with because they can't just say big sound or big 
uh, detail. They have the big giant font that that pops up. Blazing big sound of Lando in disguise. And there's the like the energy beams coming out of wherever there's a sound effect. <laughs> the next one I had is the because surprisingly we're syncing up on all the ones that we like the best. Yeah, who who knew? Um, who knew? The uh, the power effects light ups, which are kind of cool, but then that one like completely different than all the other ones it ends with darth vader busting through a wall like kool-aid man <laughs> and then there's the voice that's like lord vader would like to try that one again <laughs> and only kenner brings you the real movie lights and action of power fx darth vader and power fx luke skywalker join them as their lightsabers glow their destiny in your hands in this ultimate battle of good versus evil nobody does star wars like the power of the force lord vader would like to try that again the power fx figures each sold separately from kenner <laughs> it's just like yeah that should have been the ending of rogue one he should have <laughs> burst through a wall blaze <laughs> i'm blazing uh next one i have is a special edition one um just because uh, the line for the ronto this beast of burden this beast of burden carries a heavy load but only when it wants to nobody does star wars like the power of the force from kenner straight from the new star wars special edition come the creature figure two packs now you're a sand trooper aboard the massive reptilian dewback searching for rebel droids on tatooine next enter most eisley as you and the jawas command the ronto this beast of burden carries a heavy load but only when it wants to and waiting beneath the millennium falcon jabba the hut as han solo bargained for your life with his vile gangster nobody does Star Wars, like the power of the Force. Right here, Jabba. Uh, Two packs come with exclusive figure. Other figures and vehicles each sold separately from Kenner. I just like, too, that it starts with, I think, my favorite scene in the special edition of just the more dewbacks. <laughs> so, whenever I, it's like, oh, there's the dewbacks. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Well, and that one also uh, comes again with the the more subdued, perhaps not Mark Hamill announcer. Um, where he says, you're Han Solo and Jabba's looking for you. Or look under the Millennium Falcon and find Jabba the Hutt. You're Han Solo and Jabba's looking for you. <laughs> watch out. Yeah, watch out. So what What was next on your list? Uh, the, other, the Expanded Universe vehicles with the speeder bike and the uh, snow speeder, just because it has the, that's a super fast paced one and it's like, Attack wings locked, missile fired, and it burned. <laughs> so how does it feel to enter the Star Wars Expanded Universe? You're being chased by the Empire on the all-new speeder bike. Slam on the air brakes and let him have it. Now you're in the Rebel Air Speeder. Attack wings locked, missile fired, and it burned. Vehicles come with figure, each sold separately from Kenner. <laughs> it's blazing. <laughs> yeah, blazing, burned. Everything's <laughs> the more extreme, the better. That one was pretty good. Uh, next one I had uh, jumps forward to episode one, just with the the co- a whole commercial about the Comtech chips. Yeah. Someday Un- maybe we'll do a whole episode on the Comtech chips. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Uh, if you ever imagined what Stephen Hawking would sound like, it's all your favorite Star Wars characters. <laughs> Com chips were at where it's at. Listen, the explosive words and sounds of the Star Wars Comtech system. Imagine yourself in the movie. My sense of disturbance in the force. May the force be with you. You your instinct. You will be a Jedi, I promise. You have been well trained. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you've experienced ComTech. Figures come with chips, readers sold separately, batteries not included. It's your universe. Well, and you've got to remember, too, or maybe people that weren't alive back then or were too young, when those came out, they were hot. 
Yeah. But like, even at the time, I remember thinking, why do they sound so weird? Because there were other toys out that had, like, sound chips in them that didn't sound that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was Star Wars crazy, and I was in denial. Um, I still think they sound pretty awesome, but not in the right way. But I remember outside KB Toys, they had a display where you could, like, experience the comm chip. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so awesome. Like, listen to that. And it was like, I'm Cargon Jin. You're a funny little boy. How do you know so much? How do you think this trade price ride will deal with the Johnson's demands? The blue of the is going to win, I think. I, was, I actually looked tonight to try to find my, my ComTech player, and I can't find it. I know I have it in all my chips still. I just have to dig them out somewhere. <laughs> they're... They're hidden. Yeah, they're in the vault. Or at some point, the me from the past, new me from the future, would want to find them. And <laughs> knew it was best, best for my future if they <laughs> remained hidden. But I'll, I'll find them someday. <laughs> um, the kid at the end of that commercial is awesome too, though, because it's like it's like the young Ultimate Warrior, and he's like rips Qui Gon off of the off the base. <laughs> he's like really intense in that commercial. That's what comp tip. Comtech chips will do to you. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of um, talking figures, there's the uh, the electronic Qui Gon Jinn in Darth Maul. Listen to the electronic power of a giant-sized Jedi. Control a Jedi Master or the evil Darth Maul. At last, we will have revenge. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you've experienced the electronic Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. Each sold separately. Oh man! Which has the great line: "You haven't experienced Star Wars until you've experienced electronic Qui Gon Jinn." <laughs> <laughs> Which that's what I tell people. I don't. I don't know why I never bought those either. Like no. watching that commercial, I was like, "How did I never buy these?" Yeah, well, you know, you had to draw a line somewhere. Well, at least finally got Attack of the Clones Obi Wan, but yeah, someday I'll go back. <laughs> Give up, Django. That is no escape. May the force be with you. You're no match for a Jedi. Give up, bounty hunter. I think they were there when the the episode one toys came out. I think the commercials kind of kicked it up in the intensity and extremity compared to some of the power of the force stuff before that. So next, going into micro machines, right? Yeah, which I think maybe because Galoob has such a goofy name. But their commercials are way goofier and more extremely than the uh, the Kenner ones. So there's a bunch on this I got. Yeah. Well, the first one I think is the first one I saw where they have the song where it's like, Micro Machines, we're going to tank you. And then it's like, to space. <laughs> With Star Wars. With Star Wars. May the Force be with you. Star Wars Micro Machines. There's a cool adventure in every collection. Micro Machines Star Wars collections and vehicle collections, each sold separately. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like heavy metal riffing going on in the background. Yeah, there's the guitar shredding. I was, I was thinking of another one. I think there's another uh, Galoob one. I think the Death Star one where the kid just has like an electric guitar and is in the background of the commercial because. <laughs> He's going to start shredding after he plays with his uh, Micro Machines. You know, like the, the Micro Machines commercials remind me a lot more of the um, the old Kenner 70s ones, which is a lot of close-ups of kids being like, whoa, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah just like in yeah. the movies. Yeah. And that's what I like in my Star Wars commercials. Like, I want to see kids freaking out because that's <laughs> like, 
that's what happens in my head when I see this the Star Wars stuff. I want to see kids freaking out, screaming. Yeah, which Galoob, all their the Micro Machine stuff was great. Did you like the one with? It's almost sound like Paul Stanley singing Star Wars <laughs> for the heads. Star Wars! Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime with Micro Machine Star Wars transforming action sets. Just like in the movies! With Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and all the Micro Machine Star Wars figures. It's Darth Vader! I will freeze your body in carbonite forever, Han Solo. Not so fast. You're next, Luke Skywalker. Star Wars action May the Force be with you. Big, big, small Micro Machines. New Star Wars transforming action sets, each sold separately. You put them together. New from Micro Machines. <laughs> I hope it was Paul Stanley. <laughs> All right, listen. Well, we won't get going. You know, there's only one drink that gets us moving. Star Wars action. May the force be with you. Yeah. Commercials were built on hope. <laughs> I like that all the commercials. Almost, not almost all of them start out with um, kids in like their bedroom and like a TIE fighter flies by and it's like shooting at them in their bedroom. Maybe that was the inspiration for, uh, remember the one fan film that was just a little girl getting terrorized by a TIE fighter? I'm, I'm sure it was. Yeah. The other, I, th- I think probably my favorite of the Galoob ones is the, the Action Fleet one. Partly oh. because I really liked the Action Fleet. That was one of my favorite of the newer toys then. But that's probably the most intense one where it's like, more Vader action, more Han action. And then the guy's like, they're to the max. (laughs) Hold on to your seat. These Micro Machines are bigger. They're new Star Wars action fleet vehicles from Micro Machines, all action sized. For more Luke Skywalker action. X-Wing, X-Mode. More Darth Vader action. It's an air attack. They're to the max. Later, Lord Vader. The Star Wars Action Fleet with Rebel and Imperial Forces all ready for battle. New action size for Star Wars adventures straight from the movies. New Micro Machine Star Wars Action Fleet vehicles with two action figures each sold separately. New from Galoob. Yeah, so that I think that was my favorite one of the Galoob ones. <laughs> Except for maybe the Pod Racer ones. Did you have that one? I did, yeah. Now, you know, the Turbo Pod Racer Micro Machines, again, I was like, why didn't I ever get these? I know, because we could have been racing them. I know, and they made everybody. Only the world of Star Wars Micro Machines puts you in control of a turbopod screaming through Baker's Canyon. Rev up your Turbo Blast Pod Racer and listen to the engines roar. Fart fly at full power, jam the throttle, and take off. You launch Gasgano and Odie Mandrell. Race fast. Crash hard. Race to the finish or finish each other off. Who wins? Whoever survives. Micro Machines, your rules, your world. Star Wars Micro Machines, Turbo Blast Pod Racers, Gascano and Odie Mandrell, each sold separately. We were just, uh, you were too busy going to watch Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I had no time. Yeah, you know, no time for that. Yeah, I was watching You were Phantom. living it. Yeah. Um, but I really like those, uh, the Turbo Pod Racer ones with the kid, whoever survives. Yeah, the two, there's like two versions of it. Whoever survives. Those kids are, they're like psychopath kids. That's thats what commercials are supposed to be. They watched Phantom Menace 37 times in the summer of 99. Drive you crazy. Yeah. Uh, raising them right. <laughs> we found two UK ones that neither of us had ever seen before. No, and they're they are pretty amazing. It's kind of hard to explain them other than they're just like voiceovers, but like the camera, it's like constantly zooming in on stuff. 
kind of messes with your head, but they're really cool. Well, and I can just never get tired of the British accent saying Chewbacca. I love, I love that. Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll post, um, we'll post all these, um, we'll post links to all these videos up on our Facebook page. You can experience them all yourself. And if you have a favorite 90s commercial, let us know. And if there's any we missed, let us know that too. Because they are a little more, I think, almost mysterious too. Because it seems like there is less of a demand to go back and watch those than the classic ones. So I'm sure some slipped through the cracks that uh, we missed. Yeah, definitely. There's a whole bunch of um, Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars commercials out there too. But uh, we'll save those for another episode. Wonderful, the mind of a child is. So, Gabe, we have a question from kids, which we haven't had in a while, which is great. Ooh. All right, so All right. I'm going to throw this one at you. It's a really good question, and this is from Ashton. He's five years old in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He asks, why did, Tar- why did Tarkin choose to blow up the Imperial Data Storage Facility on Scarif? What do you think? I think there's a couple of reasons. So we're talking about Rogue One here? Yeah. Okay. I only saw it a couple times. I don't remember. <laughs> I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. What is this scarif? Yeah. No spoilers. Couple, right? One was to kill Krennic, mm-hmm. which he wanted Krennic gone regardless, I think. And then also it basically stops the rebels from in his mind, getting the plans or anyone ever getting the plans, he's kind of basically erasing the history of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Krennic included. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, and I think um, Tarkin and the Empire, they don't care what they blow up. Just blow it all up. Burn it all. Destroy it all. That's the Empire's style. Just shoot first, ask questions later. Did they have backups? Probably. I mean, Kylo Ren even says, you know, we... Got the rest of the map from the archives of the the Empire, so there were there were backups, but I don't think the Empire cares what they blow up or who they kill because there was all those Imperial people working at that. Yeah, that at uh, the base, and yeah, and all the yeah all the troopers who ultimately stopped the rebels. Yeah, they still got blown up too. Yeah, so they don't care. The Empire doesn't care. Tarkin doesn't care. The Empire is not a good company to work for. So here's a question for you. At that in that shot when the laser hits and it doesn't exact it kind of misses the scarif base and you know explodes out into the ocean. Yeah. You think that's because the Death Star isn't that accurate at aiming or because Tarkin literally aimed it right at Krennic? Cause it does hit Krennic first. <laughs> Cause it takes off the top of the tower where Krennic is and then it hits in the ocean. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I think, yeah, he probably just wanted to blow up Krennic. <laughs> so that's just, it's like extra awesome that not only did they shoot the death, he literally shot the death star at Krennic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for the week I'm having. Oh. Yeah, oh. 
<laughs> It'd be great if he like got away from the tower and was like in like a little speeder and was trying to drive away. Ah! <laughs> Looks in the rearview mirror. What the? Yep. Poor Krennic. Yeah. You know, and Krennic could show up in the Han Solo movie. Why not? Yeah, he could. I'm just hoping he shows up in Rebels. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I hope he's still having a horrible, horrible time. Yeah, it would be worth having an episode or two where he has to deal with uh, Thrawn, and Thrawn can just be mean to him, too. <laughs> Thrawn slaps him. Yeah. Get out pours, of my face. I'll just pour something on him. <laughs> Krennic's trying to eat a bag of potato chips, and Thrawn just, like, slaps the bag down on the ground and stomps on it. You don't understand potato chips. <laughs> So, Gabe, we've got two new iTunes reviews. All right. Uh, first one is from Brandon H83, and he titled it, now this is bold, The Best Star Wars Podcast Out There. Wow. I know. Uh, he writes, Jason and Gabe stuff this show with insightful analysis, the news that is on everyone's mind, and most importantly, an unabashed love for all things Star Wars. This podcast is a celebration of what makes Star Wars great, reveling in its glorious moments and its weirdness alike. The sense of humor and banter provide that extra sparkle that keeps me looking forward to seeing blast points in my podcast feed. That's great. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, thank you very much. Our next one is from Jersey Juke, and Jersey Juke writes, Why has it taken this long? And then he continues that with, for me to find this podcast, that is. I find myself transported back to college in the dark days with these guys. If you love Star Wars, you will laugh. If you hate Star Wars, you will laugh. These guys poke fun at our beloved franchise while discussing and informing us with sincere passion. It makes my day when I have this treat to listen to them while I work. I hope to meet them at Celebration. We'll be there. We'll be there, yeah. And then he writes, P.S. Did you ever notice how rough Ben grabs Luke's arm when he shows him the blast points on the sand crawler? It's true. He does. Really not man- messing around. Manhandles him. <laughs> Gotta right. teach that boy. <laughs> but thank you, Jersey Juke and Brandon H83. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. Which you should leave us a review on iTunes when you're done listening to this episode. Head over there, leave a five-star review, and we'll read your review on an upcoming show. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise.
And also, if you haven't done it already, you should check out BlastPointsPodcast.com, our brand yes. new website. It's still new, right? It's only like a few weeks old. Yeah, it's still it's it's gonna be new for a while <laughs> until we figure out what we're doing. But yeah, you can check out extra stuff, right? Rebels reviews, yeah, uh, got, articles got from miscellaneous people and things will start popping up. So we got a review of um, the Rebels episode Warhead with the killer droid that's on there. We got um, an article that just popped up on there yesterday about what it's like seeing Rogue One in Japan dubbed in Japanese. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, from from our man in Japan, Dave. So, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Go check it out, BlastPointsPodcast.com. And also you should check out BlastPoints on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And on some of those you can leave um, questions, comments, whatever you want to do. And we'll be back next week with another all new episode so yeah this uh for it's about wraps up episode number 56 here yeah thank you for listening thank you may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you